0: Night Protection Services for making this podcast possible and all the support they provide our cause. Hey guys, what's going on? Today I have with us Michael Faber. He is a entrepreneur and life coach and business coach and mindset coach really. And um, over the past however many years, he's owned nine businesses. Um, That's insane. We're on business number three and we already are trying to not do this anymore. (laughs) Um, And the big one that he has is Unleash You Now, which is an annual conference. And we're going to get into that pretty heavily. Uh, But he's also a basketball coach. And something that I think is really awesome is that He dreams to end suicide and self-injurious behavior Uh, through domestic violence. That's a huge aspect of um, what people go through. Um, And also being a military family, we have a huge uh, passion to end that as well. One of your big statements is if you've ever heard him talk, you know not to die twice. So Michael, tell us a little bit about yourself, family, life, just everything in general.
1: All right, one. Thank, well, thank you for having me on. I love the show. Love what you guys are about. Love what you guys do. So it was a no-brainer when I had the opportunity to be here. I wanted to be. Thank so you. So thank you. Thank you. Um, my life is pretty much the that story you hear, where everybody like you do everything wrong possible, but yet still find a way. Like by other people's belief and strength, uh, that I found a way not to be the world's biggest screw up for the whole entire time of my life, and only for like two thirds of it so far. So that's good. Um, I come from a family of six. Uh, I didn't have to have it hard. I was one of the lucky ones that chose to have it hard because, I mean, what's the point of having it easy? Right. Uh, right? <laughs> so um, my family was very military, so I appreciate uh, you guys being law enforcement and military family. I appreciate your guys' service, too. Thank you uh, for letting me have the life I have. So my father served, my brother served. It was really weird, like, being the only guy around the table during the holiday that didn't serve. Uh, you so you know the jokes are really about me uh, I decided I'd rather I'd rather get in trouble repeatedly uh, yeah. than serve. I guess uh, that was my choices right but I was the troublemaker and, and really it was uh, uh, men you don't like to say you're upset right you don't like to say you're hurt that's not very manly right no I'm not hurt I'm pissed right, right. like that yeah I, exactly. I think I've said that a million times in my life, right? <laughs> so uh, I'm not, you didn't hurt me, I'm mad, right? So i my brother's one of the 22 here a day that uh, served the country and took his own life. And uh, that happened when I was younger. And rather than saying I was hurt, I got that attitude where I was mad, Yeah. right? And then uh, I lost, lost the buddy in high school. I lost my father when I was a teenager. And all of this just started piling up, piling up, piling up, but I just kept it within me. And it really wasn't until like 2011 when one of my best friends took his own life that it kind of like broke me in a way, right? Like um, it it shattered the reality in which I painted and that what I thought I was because I always pride myself on being a man's man. And then, uh, right, and then uh, one of your best friends takes on life and I had no idea. So it was kind of like, am I really this person? And I stopped being a punk. Oh, I hopefully. uh, I stopped being as bad as a punk. When I was around 20, it's because I found out I was having a daughter and I didn't want to be dead or in jail for her. I wanted her to be able to see me and have a relationship with me and actually be dead. Uh, so then I created, I was a punk and then I created a businessman. I thought I was going to make more money than anybody. And that was like, going be my claim to fame. Like anybody cares what my bank account is. Right. And, but in my mind, I really thought that was important. So then that's what I went to do. And I was had businesses and ran businesses and made some horrible mistakes in some businesses and lost a bunch of money in some businesses, but, uh, I was a businessman. I created that and I designed that person. And then I figured that all out in like 2011 that everywhere along the line, I was designing this person. So pretend, stop looking at images, stop pretending what's what everybody else wants you to be and just figure out who I want to be and then design that life. Um, so since 2011, that's when I started coaching. Even though now I almost hate the term "coaching," uh, just because everybody's a coach now. Right? Like they're like, I love. There's a meme that's like, I didn't eat the brownie. I guess I'm a health coach today. Yeah. Right. And it, right? it's like, like it's no training.
0: Entrepreneurs. Every, it's it's so cool to be an <laughs> entrepreneur, and, and it's you know not everybody can be. So.
1: Right. Right. 100. And that, you know what's funny is I I used to never call myself an entrepreneur. I called myself a small business owner. And like, uh, oh, a guy was just like, "Oh, dude, you're just making yourself sound bad." I was like, "All right, like, what should I call me?" He's yeah. like, "Oh, you're an you're a serial entrepreneur." I'm like, "Ah, I really don't like the word serial with me ever." <laughs> right? That, yeah, sends a bad note to start. And I'm like, "All right, I mean, I feel like they're the same thing." But so now I'm not allowed to say small business owner because everybody gets mad at me. So I am an entrepreneur. I, I'm I'm fancy that way. Right? <laughs> but. Yeah. So I just designed this life. I started to design my life. I took over the foundation that was named in honor of my brother. Um, And that's why I say I have the dream uh, to end suicide. Uh, That's almost paying homage to Martin Luther King Jr. Because I think when he said he had a dream, it was because he knew it might not happen in his lifetime, but he knew how important the work was. Yeah. And, uh, And that's kind of what I say. I don't know if I'll ever see it myself, but I know how important it is to start and keep moving it forward. Uh, So that's why that's such a focus for me. And I believe we can through it through connection, uh, through deeper levels of connection, because normally we do things, self interest behavior and suicide is to fill voids, fill holes. I don't know how nerdy you want me to get on this. I'm a real nerd, right? Like, (laughs) all right. So to commit suicide, you need uh, a combination of these three things one for sure, and the other two uh, a piece of. And the first one is to feel isolated, feel like you're completely alone. No one gets you, no one understands me. All right. It puts you on an island by yourself. Uh, the second thing is feel like a burden, right? Like I'm bringing down the people that care about me the most. I'm hurting the ones I love, right? It's, uh, I'm bad for people. I'm bad for the people that care about me. And then the third one, the hardest one, but the one that you need uh, is the ability to harm yourself beyond repair. Uh, that's extremely hard because our programming is completely against anything like that. Right. Uh, the stove the is hot, you move your hand back. Dang, right. Like literally, if you hesitate to make a decision, your body starts going into, why are you hesitating? Don't do it. It's not good for you. All right. So, uh, that's extremely hard to get that one. We really can't do anything about it. When you get to that point, you get to that point, but the first two we can through deeper levels of connection, through belonging, right? Through feeling like you're there, you have a purpose, those things keep people connected to something that could make them fight through the struggle. Cause we're all going to have struggle, right? Struggle is unbiased. It goes to everybody. Right. Right. It's the only thing that's equal, I think, is, is the struggle. <laughs> yeah, Everybody gets Seriously. it. Um, <laughs> yeah. right? So uh, it was, so how can, I, how can I take away those first two? And that's through connection. So that's kind of what, where we got to this point. And Unleash You Now is just, we believe there's greatness within everyone. It's not a special DNA, right? Yeah. I, like, I'm not here to talk religion, but I don't care if you call it God, cosmic wind, right? Like karma, I don't care what you call it. But I doubt it's sitting there going, all right, you'll be great. You, no, nah, you're going to suck. You're yeah. going to be great next guy now you're shitty stay over there right like uh i don't think that's how it works i think we all have it are we willing to put in the work and dedication and time to get there and not quit before we get there because it's not going to be easy
0: definitely it i think that's huge i think you know and mindset is everything that we talk about in this household because it is such a huge thing you know if you doubt yourself for one second, you're right. You're not good enough. You're not going to succeed. You're not going to do anything if you have the mindset that you're not going to. Um, And so that's a huge thing. Um, I have analysis paralysis to the max and you know, I've got, you know, to work through that. And, and, you know, Zach is always preaching mindset. And so it's Mm -hmm. definitely a huge thing.
1: Dang right. Uh, I've been on this mindset rant for the last like 72 hours. So that's a perfect time to do this. Uh, someone said what's the biggest problem in business I got I'm all right it's, like I said I'm a huge nerd right like I'm like <laughs> human behavior and neuroscience is like my loves like I'm weird and uh, I'm not neurotypical actually is what they should say but <laughs> um, the, uh, with mindset I was like oh man all right prep- preparation right like people don't uh, you know you don't you don't hold enough money so when you start a business, all of a sudden, then you're hurting for money already. And you can't, if you're hurting for money, when you start a business, it's going to be trouble because business takes time like anything else. And it, it's like it, all these things I'm, I'm running through and I'm like, oh no, okay. It's, it's marketing, right? And branding. No, you got to get out there. You got to find your market. You got to then saturate your market by giving value first. And then people will take your value and then want more of it, right? And like, I'm like, no, 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 Okay. It's, oh, it's execution. It's execution. That's it. Right. And then all of a sudden I just stop, and I'm like, everything's mindset. Right, because it's, uh, Simon Sinek always talks about the story about man, man-made flight and about how the Wright brothers created man-made flight. But very few people, uh, more military people know about it, less outside of military people know about Langley because the, air, the, the base, but uh, he was the one that was supposed to create man-made flight. The government backed him, right, gave him all this money, gave him the smartest people on earth, gave him his own facility, right, like pretty much all the resources you could have. And then like bike mechanics in a garage that were just resourceful, made man-made flight. And that's all about mindset. They were just like, we're going to do this and for the right reasons. Right. When Langley was out, you know, taking interviews and having dinner and rubbing elbows with everybody that everybody knew, right? And then six months later, he went to hiding after uh, he didn't create it rather than make it better or say, wow, how amazing. Let's, let's perfect this, right? Let's master this that they created. Uh, he went to hiding and then took his own life in a hotel room. Um, so it's, it, it shows you the mindset behind why you do what you do, how you do it. And if you switch your mindset to a solution-based rather than a problem-based, you're definitely going to see more solutions and problems.
0: Definitely. Um, have you studied, uh, NLPs or NLP? Mm -hmm. You want to talk a little bit about that? We've talked about it before on the show and I think it just something is, needs to be reiterated for sure.
1: Oh man, where to start? The. I'm gonna go off on this like weird tantrum right now.
0: Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: probably not even gonna to go towards where you wanted it to go and I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm still thinking like, uh, I'm gonna go into like, all right, so I'm, I'm definitely gonna be like, this guy's really strange after this. <laughs> so I'm, I'm gonna go first go to law of attraction, right? And mindset, I know, weird start. I, I think few people, I, I think we have this like mixed notion where it's like, oh no, I really just want this to happen. So then it's gonna happen. Right. Like, or one time I said, no, I'm going to be great. So then that's the law of attraction. Now I'm going to be great. Right. And it goes back to your, uh, what is it? Your Activated system. Uh, RAS. Right. Uh, I had to say it first and then know the initials. I'm <laughs> extreme. I'm really smart. No. Uh, so <laughs> the, uh, so it is really about repeatedly saying it a notion like it's already happened because the more we focus on whatever our brain naturally goes towards that, right? Our thoughts, our focus naturally goes towards that. It's like you, you buy a car. I bought a, I bought a Chrysler 300 years ago. Right. And, uh, I was like, I'm the only one with a Chrysler 300 in the area in which I live. Right. So I buy the car and then I'm driving the car and I see like 30 Chrysler 300s. Now, what is the chance that all of a sudden that day, 30 people bought that car or, That all of a sudden I was focusing on that car, so I noticed it. Right. So the power of thought—if we we you can manifest your life, but it's manifesting in a way where your focus goes towards right goals, right, and and thoughts, and then you start. If your focus is, hey, I want to make fifty, make it tangible. I want to make fifty thousand more dollars. All right, I want to make. I'm going to make fifty thousand more. I made fifty thousand more dollars in 2020. I made fifty thousand more dollars in 2020. Then all of a sudden you start thinking like, all right. 50,000 more dollars in 2020. I could work this much overtime. I could sell this kind of stuff that's in my garage. I can sell this kind of stuff that's in my closet. I could, I could do I could donate this this and this I could give blood here and then, not blood anymore, but other things you could donate that I won't say or mention, <laughs> right? That it that you could that you can create you can create your life. Just just from doing that because your focus goes towards it and if your mindset is focus driven to succeeding, right? To res, resourcefulness. To being able to accomplish your goal that's how you like manifest your life i know that wasn't really what we were talking about at all but i really thought with the mindset talk how to make it work for you i right. think is the biggest key because tony robbins uh, i have a love-hate relationship with tony robbins I remember i'm old right so like this dude was on an infomercial mm-hmm. right? like he was the late night guy then he was like selling real estate then he's not my guru right, right. but some so he is he is very on top of some of the points he makes. He believes like neuroscience will tell you and human behavior will tell you, you can design your life and you do that through your mindset. That's how powerful your mindset is. And it's not like there's no problems. There's no problems, right? Like he always says, like, I don't go to your garden and say there's no weeds and there'll right. be no weeds, right? Like that's not how it works. Uh, it's actually putting an extreme amount of time and effort into starting here and here because everything goes from within to without. All right so when when you say like he's always uh always talking mindset it's like that is the beginning the journey and almost the end of it all right right is where you are here because that will probably control where you are here and and that will kind of dictate the life in which you lead
0: mindset is just huge and like you said that you know you can preach mindset all day long but if you don't show somebody how it works for them or how, you know, they can get to that point. It's almost
1: useless. So, right. It's like making tangible things that you can do to actually get there. Right. Right. Like, did you ever hear someone speak? And at the end you're like, man, that was so moving. I have no idea what to do though. Right.
0: Yes. Right. Right. All the time. Like, I'm just going <laughs> to
1: run through the, yeah, I'm just going to run through the wall. Right. Yeah. Because I'm super hyped. I just have no idea how to like implement this in my life. Yep. Right. It's like, uh, why do you rewrite goals and say goals? Like you should do that hopefully daily, maybe twice a day would be great. And in the term in which you write them, like they've already, they've already happened. Yeah. Right? It's because that's how you build the focus points for being able to get to the goal, like the destination. So there's a start line. That's where you are right now. Be very honest with yourself, right? Like in every aspect of life, where are you financially, right? Where are you in your relationships? Where are you in your career and your purpose? Like and break it down. And relationships is deep because it's not just where are you in the relationship with yourself? Where are you in a relationship with your partner? Where are the relationship with your kids? Where are the relationship with your family, your friends, your coworkers, right? Your community. There's a million relationships you're in. Uh all too often we just talk about one or two. Right. But there's so many of them. And so your starting line is where are you right now? Be honest. Don't be brutal. Right? Because some people like to be really hard. Like, no, I absolutely suck. I'm going, I'm nowhere. Right. Everything sucks, right? I'm like not I mean you're breathing, so that's good, yeah. right like, it's like there's there's always something to be thankful for. I mean, the sun came out, there's a bird like I don't know whatever it is. there's something yeah. right so it's be honest, but don't be to the point where you're like overly brutal, right and then where do you want to go? What's your mountaintop? like what's your dream relationship like what 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 are he or she like what are, what do you guys do together? like what do you guys share in common? like how do you support one another? Right. And you draw this all out and then you start connecting the dots. Like what's the first thing to do? Well, if you want this, you know, you have to be it first in order to receive it. Right. Are you comfortable with being all you? One of the biggest things we run into at relationships is that we shave our edges for people like us. Yeah. Right. So we, we fit. And then the problem is if we're less us and we don't give that person the opportunity to know that part of us, they can never satisfy that part of us. Right. So yeah. if we're not, if we're not being fully us, in the space I'll never be fully satisfied in this space All right? so I would rather have less people like me which is weird these days because everybody wants to be liked more you know with there's like buttons and right they're hard emojis and everybody I mean if you have a post out there that doesn't have 10 likes I mean you're a bum right, right. so like yeah. that yeah that's yeah yeah like crap my life yeah. is it's over it's over 100, 100 people didn't like this I thought this was great Right. And it's like, the, what's I always say, it's funny, the people that are actually commenting and posting and, and liking your stuff, they're not even the people you impacted the most by your post. The right. people it really hit aren't letting you know it hit them. Right. Right. Because they're not in the space yet to be like, oh, this is great. Right. Oh, so me. Right. Like they're not at that point yet.
0: Right. Exactly. So, all
1: right. So it's, so it's just connecting the dots, getting you to your destination and not being, trying to be liked. But be all you, because then when you're all you, the people that will fulfill all of you that you're looking for in those relationships, I'm not saying making you happy, like you got to do that, like finding your purpose, like you got to do that. It can't be your partner, right? Like it can't be like, no offense, like, and I have a daughter. It can't be, she's my, she's, she could be part of your why, but she can't be it. Yeah. Because you got to still be you and you got to show your our kids too, that you have to be full you. Right, right if because you if you show
0: them that you live for somebody else, they're never going to learn to live for themselves.
1: Exactly. So if we can define a better, a deeper us, ourself, uh, then people can fulfill what we need in relationships for the complete us. Remember, uh, when I was younger, especially with women, I'm I'm not very pretty, so I used to uh, think I had great game because I was the <laughs> only way like to my have husband. a chance. Hi, <laughs> nice. <laughs> It was the only chance for me to have like a chance, right? So I was just like, no, I got to be like, damn, they're perfect in order to get that opportunity. And then what I was r- realizing was I was in relationships that weren't what I needed them to be because of me. And right. I, it's easy to blame someone else. Like, no, they, they didn't give me what I needed. Like, they weren't there for me the way I needed to be there for me. And like, you know, they didn't support me the way I needed them to support me. But did I open the door for them to support me that way?
0: right there's um not to bring in kevin hart but there's a kevin hart joke that he does where he's like kevin hart (laughs) right where he's like talking about his second marriage and he's like i gotta make this one work because if it doesn't then i have to start looking at me as the problem and i'm definitely not the problem
1: (laughs) dang (laughs) right i love that uh there was a great ron white joke he was at a base i want to say north carolina or something Mm -hmm. there was like ten thousand men or something there and women and uh this woman stand and he said, I'm happy to be a friend of the 10,000 greatest men uh, that serve this country. And this woman stood up and goes, Yeah, but everyone's a bad lay. And uh, and Ron White goes, Well, there's only one common denominator. It's that equation of love, and it's you. Then <laughs> <laughs> it was so true. It was like, Ah, that was a backfire. That was bad. But it's so true. Like, check your life. Like, there was a reason. Uh, at the Unleash You Now event, uh, I said, there, you have your own story. Everybody has their own story, every single person, right? And your own story is is meaningful and, and impactful because your journey and how you got to where you got to matters, right? Right. And I said, like, I was, uh, I, people made fun of me after I said this, because I guess I didn't think it through. Uh, but I said, for the beginning part of my journey, I was the villain in my story. I was robbing me of, at potential, I was robbing me of what I could do. I was robbing me of what I could be, what I could learn, right? And then gain knowledge to apply knowledge because that's real strength, right? I was robbing myself of that. I was making myself out to be, you know, I use real mean terms about myself, even though I just got done talking about being good to yourself, um, <laughs> right? Like I, like I was making myself be scum, right? I was making myself be the person I did not want to be. Then the next part was the scariest part for me because then I was the damsel in the stress right right and, and i was trying to grow this beard out so i could sit in the tower and someone would be able to get a hold of my beard and climb up and save me thinking it was my hair and but i was the damsel in distress and i was looking for someone to save me yeah when i but i had to save me because no one else could do that right and then and then later on finally i became the hero in my story because i was like i got you mike let's go right and we all need to understand where are we and what we are in our story and then how do we get to where we want to be in our story? And the only way that is, is by you. I mean like you have to be your hero.
0: Exactly. I um, was scrolling Facebook this morning and there was a quote where it's like, you can't change anybody, no matter how much you beg, plead, you know, tell them, you know, that all this is going to happen. There needs to be two things. They have to want it and they have to decide that they want it now. And that's the only way people are going to change. I like that, right? I I, I now, saw it. I was like, that's way too true. <laughs>
1: dang right, dang right. <laughs> You're lucky you didn't say you posted. I'd be like stalking your Facebook now to try to share it. So
0: <laughs> I can I can that's, send it over to you.
1: <laughs> I def, <laughs> I would definitely give it a like. I appreciate Finger it. Emoji.
0: That, that, that you'd up. be the one. So, <laughs> 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 no. um. So what is? I kind of want to go into a little bit more of the. Um, struggle that you went through and how you changed your mindset to go through that. You,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, You said you owned several businesses, some that have failed, some that have not. And now mm-hmm. I know that you owned nine businesses, but I think that you have stepped down, not stepped down, but you're not actively participating, if that's the right word to use <laughs> in um, a few of I'm them now. You. Um, and so, but what was that journey like to get to nine successful businesses to where you can, as the owner and CEO can say, here you go to somebody else and it's
1: running smoothly. Right. Um, that journey is crazy. I still sit back and wonder how this all happened because I shouldn't be, right? Like I shouldn't be here doing this. It was the
0: beard for sure. It it, was the, thing right.
1: I, uh, I, I take better care of my beer than I do, like, my whole life. Yeah. Um, but, but the uh, – so it was really weird how it uh, I was having a conversation with your husband, and uh, I told him, he was like, whoa, like, why would you do that, right? Like, that, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> and I was like – and I told him, I was like, bro, I really just needed to do – I just kept putting things on my plate, putting things on my plate, because when I had free time, I'd get in trouble. So I was like, how can I not have free time? Like, so there was literally years that I didn't do anything, but do one of the jobs and be at my house. Yeah. Like do one of the businesses or multiple businesses during the day and then be at my house. So either with my family or watching a movie or whatever, but, but I got no trouble, right? Like that time, no trouble. I didn't lose any more teeth. Like everything was good. Right. (laughs) And and it was like, all right, so this is what I got to do. I just got to keep piling things on so I won't get in any trouble. And, and then it was the idea of, oh, open a business. You'll definitely make money, right? Because I was so naive that I thought, right. oh, all you got to do is open a business? This is easy, right? Like, yeah, so easy. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, it was another part of me just not being very smart, right? So it, it was... I could do this. I could. I could open this business, and I could impact. Uh, I could impact this market this way and do it different, right? Because uh, everything we do, uh, one way or another, we're doing differently, right? And and that to say, set us apart in the market in which you're in, right? And and then it was uh, later on in life. It later on in business. It was do it for purpose, not just profit, right? Uh, something that Thrive uh, knocked home last year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I can say that cause I used to say last year and they're like, no, it was this year. I'm like, damn it. Um, <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but now it was last year. Um, and, uh, which I loved, I love that idea. I just didn't know what to call it when they said that I was like, ah, oh, that's it. It's for purpose. Right. And it's like, for every meal we serve off the food truck or cater meal, we give one to someone less fortunate. Right. And so, uh, every year we're serving more people, which is awesome because, uh, really, when I opened my mindset up to what I wanted to feel, who I wanted to be, right. It was the constant giver. It was a server. Mm-hmm. And, and, and probably why I had a restaurant and bars, because I wanted to serve people yeah. literally. Yeah. Um. So uh, it was every business I was in, in a way I was trying to serve a need. Right. I was either trying to give them time back or trying to give them a moment. Right. And it's uh, one of the things I always talk with businesses when, when we work together is, Knowing truly what you do, right? Uh, one of my favorite clients I ever had, and she lets me tell the story so I can say, her name's Cassandra Sly. She's one of my favorite people I've ever worked with. And I'm, I'm thankful she actually lets me talk about it because if she didn't, I would definitely get in trouble because I would talk about it anyway. Uh, <laughs> but she had a cleaning business and we were talking about what her cleaning business did. And she's like, well, you know, I, we, we clean the house, we leave it spotless, we make it safe. Uh, we make it enjoyable for her and her family. All right, all right, like, I'm like, yep, 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 yep. Like, what else do you do? What else do you do? And it was to that point. And then when you have that aha moment, and she was like, I give them their time. They don't have to clean an hour a week now. They have that hour a week to spend with their family, to spend with their pet, right? Like, to go do something they're passionate about, to spend time with something that makes their heart leap. Like, bingo. Like, you give them time back. Yep. And and when you, when you look at it that way, you're like, oh, my God. Like fifty two hours a year I spend cleaning. That now if I have this other person, if I can afford it and I'd rather do something else with the time. Now if you enjoy cleaning, like if you find that peaceful, you're a weird kind of witch to me. But right. um, yeah, I hate cleaning. Right yeah. there. <laughs> I hate cle- I, He I enjoys hate
0: cleaning. it way too much.
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Like that freaks me out. Like I'm He's like He's a oh, witch. Hold up, what? <laughs> And like I'm always like uh, like if you enjoy cleaning, I feel like you're one straw away from doing something catastrophic, right? Like. <laughs> Just like, <laughs> right? like it—it it makes me nervous. Right? I'm like, "Uh, are you okay?" Right? Like, I see someone cleaning. I automatically think something bad happened. I'm like, "No, what happened? <laughs> Who did it?"
0: Right? right? Like,
1: yeah. Like, it's like we'll lay we'll the law down. Who was it? Um,
0: so you're no longer gonna be friends with my husband because he's yeah. a witch.
1: <laughs> no, that's that's good. I want him around. Just, <laughs> that's why I keep him around. Yeah, he'll he'll make me presentable. I'm <laughs> like, Hold up, right? He's like, don't wear the shirt with the stain on it. I'm like, damn it. All right. Thank you. (laughs) It's uh, everybody always thinks I have like, uh, so I do believe in like decision by paralysis. Right. Uh, Mm -hmm. Like there's only so many decisions you can make at full like focus. Right. So I wear, I'm like, I'm like the Bill Gates, Steve Jobs right now. This, like I wear the same shirt, right. Like the same jeans or sweatpants. Right. Mm -hmm. Like now (laughs) I have multiple kinds of those. Like I have seven of the same gray sweatpants right so i'm not wearing the same one every day but if you don't know me you think i'm wearing the same one every day right <laughs> yeah. so everybody that like knows me like bro like seriously everybody thinks you're wearing the same outfit every day like you gotta change like just switch it up a little bit like <laughs> can you do an every other day routine like what do we have to do to make it where we don't have to tell everybody like listen he has seven of those shirts it's okay he yeah. does, does laundry <laughs> once a week he has seven of those you wear one per day it's okay yeah. right? So, um. But it's, I truly believe in that. Uh, so uh, when it comes to cleaning, I'm like, there's no decision to be made, I'm just not gonna do it.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no decision has to be made, it's not happening, <laughs> right,
0: right? That so, is the decision, it's right. not happening,
1: right? No, no choice is a choice, yeah. but it's like, I don't want to waste one of my highly skilled decision making processes on what to clean today, right?
0: That's
1: that's my excuse, yeah. But <laughs> the uh The mindset to do it was keep creating more impact, right? How can I create more impact? Oh, we can do this. Okay. How can I create more impact? So they say the average millionaire has seven streams of income and the average billionaire has 12. So then I took that in the business and I said, all right, the app, so we all know at the most business, 80% of businesses fail in the first five years, right? Close down. A lot of times people don't tell you, which I say all the time when people get annoyed with me, the 20% that do make it through the first five, 80% of those fail the next five. Right? So it's, all right, let's, let's start being some logical here. If the average millionaire has seven forms, streams of income, what does the average business need to have to be able to be successful, to be a million dollar business? Right. Probably needs, right? The average would be seven streams of ways to make money. All right? So, it's that's why you go to a restaurant, they don't just have a burger, right? It's because they're like, Oh, you don't feel like the burger? You can get the hot dog. Oh, you don't feel like the hot dog, you can get a turkey burger, right? Like some people like this. Uh you can have a veggie burger. It's like greens and, and like now it's everything's impossible burger, right? Like impossible meat. And uh it, it was like and or you can have this chicken, right? Like and it's just like boom, boom. So they have different forms and streams that they can make money. They have, you know, Coca Cola or Pepsi hopefully coke and uh in the south it's coke (laughs) yeah good perfect thank you i should move (laughs) it's the reason why i keep migrating further and further south um the uh so it's like you have coke or sprite or right right, whatever it is root beer right or diet right they're all different streams that they can get you to buy something or get you to invest in them right so it's like with a Coke. Do all you do is coach? Like all you do is one-on-one coaching or do you do group coaching? Do you do transformational workshops? Do you, right? Do you do retreats? Right. Do you speak or do conferences? Do you write books? Right. Like I just named seven ways through coaching of, of streams of income that you can use just in that profession, but it's in everything. Like what do you do if you're, if you do long care, right? Oh, okay you cut lawns. Cool, nice. Do you make flower beds? Do you do mulching? Right? Do you do weeding? Right? Do you do uh, trim tree trimming? Right? Like, what are these different ways that through that one business you can make seven different streams? So when I started thinking that, I was like, all right, another thing. Right? Like, let's. I I tried to follow steps here. Success leaves crumbs. Right. All right. To create a successful mindset. Right. I want a million. Do- I want a million dollar mindset. Now I say a billion dollar mindset because. I'm like, make it bigger. If I knew the next one, I would say that. What is it, trillion? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I, I said a stat like uh, it's one in uh, 400 quadrillion chance, quadrillion chance that you would be you. And I said, I don't even know how to write that number, <laughs> right? Like, I, how many zeros are on that? Like, I have no idea. Yeah. So I, I was just like, that number so big, I can't even like, I can't, I can't fathom it. So I'm, how many different streams of gratitude do you have how many different different streams of being thankful do you have right like how many different views are you looking at so if people like uh do you do meditation like i'm not a huge meditation guy i have a morning routine but if someone said it is meditation even though i said i just say like 12 things i'm thankful for or i'm grateful for every morning yeah right and they're not the same every day so i don't get monotonous and you know then it stops working but then automatically it's hard to be grateful and pissed at the same time, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to be grateful and depressed at the same time, right? Or down. So it's I'm chain, I'm training my mind first thing in the morning, see the good, see the good, see the good, see the good, see the good. So then when bad shit starts happening, if you're if if there's a, a flood, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if you get to 10 inches, everything's done. Now, if I'm at eight inches to start, I only got two inches more. But if I'm at a three to start, I got seven. I can yeah. take a little more shit. You know what I mean? So it, it's to create the mindset where my stress is low. My negativity is low, right? My anger is low, right? Like, so all those things are low. And then my appreciation's high. My gratefulness, high, my thankfulness is high. My love is high, right? And I'm just like, how thankful I am. And this is a year, I, like this year, I went through a divorce, right? Like, this is a year where there was things that could have made me question more and more. But it was like, man, I'm glad I got to experience love.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? I'm I'm glad I got to have that. Even if it was not as long as I thought it was going to be for, I'm glad I got to experience that. I'm glad I have love of a daughter. Right? And that I know what that's like. I'm glad I have love of friendship. And I know what that's like. Because you don't always, it's not, I think sometimes we take the good as it's supposed to happen. Right. And then the bad, that's not supposed to happen. Right? Like, oh, well, that's not supposed to happen to me. Right? right. I, I'm sure you, you've never heard anyone say that?
0: Ever. Never. <laughs>
1: I'm not supposed to be like that. That's not supposed to be me. This, someone else is supposed to fill this role. Right. Right? No one told me in my play that I would play this position. Right. right? <laughs> so really, it's not fair. N- nothing is. Right. But it's, it's what's worth it. So ask the question, not if this is fair, but is it worth it? Because, you know, in your, in your relationship, there's been some hard ass times. All right. Like, I, that's everybody. I always say, all right. Uh, yeah, that probably shouldn't happen. But is it worth happening? Like, is it worth it? And the moment you say no, don't do it. Yeah. Right. Like, uh, I would say something like, if you say no three times, what are you doing? Like, how many times are you telling yourself that what you're doing is something that is not right for you, not good for you, and not worth it for you? Right. Yeah. So, as soon as it's when you're like, is this worth it? And the answer is no, change. That easy.
0: Yep.
1: (laughs) It's not easy, (laughs) but it is simple. Yeah. Simple (laughs)
0: concept. I kind of want to. Backtrack a little bit because you talked about Thrive um, and just want to that's how this nonprofit started was Thrive. Um, awesome. And they talked about having a for purpose
1: mm-hmm.
0: a- aspect of your business. Um, and so this originally started as a for purpose aspect, but then we changed it into a nonprofit just because the, the benefits were a little bit better um, to be able mm-hmm. to do it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and that way okay. it was, a, you know, and it kind of snowballed into this huge undertaking where it was a business of its own um so so we did that Mm -hmm. um but when as soon as you said thrive and for purpose I was like oh my gosh this is literally how we started so (laughs) that's awesome yeah um yeah it was just kind of crazy I think um what year did you go to thrive 2017 18 2018 I don't know what year it is (laughs) um but yeah that's the year that that we heard it and then this kind of got developed so
1: that's awesome i uh, mean yeah, it's been exciting one give you a lot of credit for being willing to do it too thank you uh, because uh there's a bunch of fear that lies with <laughs> yep yeah and, and to fight through that shows true strength
0: yeah if you uh you know like i said analysis paralysis if you could see inside <laughs> my brain over the last year i'm surprised that this even happened <laughs> 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 for sure
1: but um I was meant to.
0: yes Going into the nonprofit realm a little bit, you were um you are the executive director of your nonprofit. Um, I know we touched on a little bit and um at the at the beginning and what it's all about and the the um the purpose of it. Um, but I just kinda wanna talk about it a little bit more because I think it's just such a great vision and, and ties into our mission so greatly, but also kind of want to pick your brain of what it's like to run a nonprofit. <laughs> and on top of your other nine businesses that you're you're going through. Um, because <laughs> you, you know you don't really you don't run a nonprofit like you you run a business in some sense. Um, there's a lot of mm-hmm. different things that go into it. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah just how's it how the struggles have been different?
1: You know like oh, how's damn that right. so uh, what I had to learn, one of the biggest things business a lot of times struggle has to do with something monetary-wise. It's normally like either you're you're not getting an ROI on something, or you're not finding your market, right? Or you're not getting to your deep enough in your market to be able to make impact in it, right? Those things that come up in the in the nonprofit world, at least from my my perspective, from what I live, I'm so passionate about it. Right. So like it matters to me, right? Like it's not just like oh, this business, it's like, this is a purpose, right? Like, this is a lot, like, this is a meaning. Right. And uh, it's named in honor of my brother. It's how uh, I always say, don't die twice. And uh, Macklemore brought up like an old Indian proverb where it's like, uh, the first time you die is the last breath you take. And the second time you die is the last time someone mentions your name. And I always say, live such a life that you never die twice, right? That you make such impact that you always be here. Right. All right. It's like, think what you're doing right now, this podcast, is giving both of us an opportunity to live forever because people will forever be able to hit play on this. And here, this long after we're gone, they could find a way it'll be there. Right. The internet's weird and uh, keeps everything for way too long. I'm glad right. I grew up in it. I'm glad I grew up when there wasn't phones on cameras and internet because my life would be different. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the Everybody videotapes everything now. I'm like, you guys don't understand. Uh, some things you don't want to videotape. Right. <laughs> the, uh, the, it's it's passion so when when i'm talking about it and i feel like they don't feel it i'm just like how like so sometimes the frustrating parts is like how don't you feel this like how don't you get what a big deal this is like how don't you see the impact in which this is creating now and the ripple effect in which it'll have for years if we don't do something right like we're losing four thousand people a day by their own hand Right. Right. Like they could cure diseases. I mean, and some as low eight years old, like 10 years old. Like, yeah, like that stuff blows my mind because eight or 10 years old. I didn't even know what that was.
0: Right. You shouldn't be able to comprehend that. Right. Those are the three things you talked about. You shouldn't be able to comprehend being a burden. 100%. At eight years right. Old.
1: It, unbelievable. And it's so sad. And I'm like, I'm sitting there and I get stories that, because, you know, a lot of people that know me know what I'm about, and what I try to do. So I get stories every day, right? Like high school athlete takes his own life. It was just posted all over the internet in the mm-hmm. last couple of days. People have sent me that link. 10 year old in California last month takes his own life. I'm like, 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 what don't we see? Like, how do we not see the problem? And it's getting worse. Right. Next year, next year census come out. And it was like, what? 3,700 a day. A day. In the world take their own life and next year it's supposed to be like four thousand five hundred like it's getting worse by extreme amounts if this was a disease it'd be an epidemic right right and and when i when the passion is there when like people don't see it or i feel like i'm not getting the point across or like i'm not it's i put that pressure on myself because it's like what am i doing that I'm not getting this or it's not being heard right. Right. So then, I, then it's back to the stone and like hitting the sword and trying to figure out how to make it sharper.
0: Right. And I, and I think it's, you know, the ages are getting younger because we, one, we're in this social media age where everybody is, you know, cyber bullying everybody. Mm-hmm. And, but two, everybody looks at it as a stage. Like, oh, they're just in this stage. They're gonna, they'll get through it. And they ignore mm-hmm. the signs. They ignore everything that is happening the the cries for help um Mm -hmm. because they're eight years old they couldn't be depressed you know right so that can't happen yeah
1: and one thing you you definitely said the the cyber the internet idea of it not just bullying but the the idea there's no escape now right Right, like i remember a bad day at school like i just went home right i I probably have like milk and cookies watch cartoons or play nintendo or something have my brother pick on me like that was fine like that was life uh, But I could escape what happened at school. Like I could escape that day. I could escape the neighborhood if I wanted to. Like now, there's no escape. Like right. you leave it, then they're just finding you everywhere they can. Like you literally can't go on the internet. And yeah. nowadays, I'm, the internet controls a lot.
0: Yeah, like it's like, oh yeah, just don't go on the internet for a day as you're like sitting there like, having withdrawal <laughs> right. <dull> symptoms
1: because <laughs> right. you can't touch what, your phone. What am I gonna do? Yeah. yeah
0: like, uh, <laughs> right. What else is there? Right. <laughs> Yeah. So and, and you're right, like it's it's just not being seen as a as an epidemic or as, as a disease when it one hundred percent is. And I think that's real right. illness across the board is 100%. not seen as a disease. 100%. Um and I I think it bleeds right into, you know, domestic violence and, and all mm-hmm. that where it's people don't look at it as, you know, murder, even though it happens mm-hmm all the, you know, like it escalates all the way up to that. And it's like, why would you, why do you wait until somebody's dead? Right. To figure out the answer.
1: Right, and one of the things that gets me is, and domestic violence is this way too, uh, I, I believe you would know better than me, so I'll kind of leave this up to you. But like, we look at murder as the ending of your existence, right? And if you look at it that way, before that happens, that's already happening. Right right because during that situation you're losing some of you right like during those situations the the life in which you had is ending
0: yep
1: right like it, your way of existence is ending and a new uh, something's going to come from it but it's a piece of you ending yeah it's like uh i I used to work in uh the legal system and mental health and i we used to talk about um when people were physically abused or sexually assaulted. And I th- the person they were before that happened no longer exists. And so if we don't look at it that way, we're not looking at it as the full extent of what happens to the victim. And I'm, I'm sorry for the guys that are the people and the women that whoever it is <laughs> doing the doing the crime, but you're not my number one concern. The victim's my number one concern because they're the victim in it, right? Like, yeah, exactly. I'll I'll get to you later, but first I want to make sure the victim's cool. Like, I want to make sure they're taken care of, right? Not sorry, not you. I want to make sure you're taken care of too, just in a very different way. Right? (laughs) right? So so it's it's we don't we I don't think we fully understand the extent from the victim and what happens in their life and to them and to their mindset that they're going to have to battle through now and they might have to battle through it forever. Right. And I don't think we take that into account and no. it's sad that we don't.
0: Yeah. And I, I mean, you hit it, you hit the nail on the head. Um, and I think that's exactly what it is. And I think that's where unintended victim shaming comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the, why didn't you leave? Why don't you just do this? Mm-hmm. Why don't you just do that? And it's like, because the person that they were who would do that has been, Wiped from existence by this person Mm -hmm. that is doing the things to them to make the person go. You know, like it's Mm a cycle that people just don't understand it. And it's I say it's unintended victim shaming because they're they don't know that saying why didn't you just leave is shaming the victim. Like they're they're truly inquisitive and truly trying to figure out like why don't you just go away from the situation because that's what they would do,
1: right? They just get up and leave. They they think they would. Yeah, exactly.
0: Exactly. They, that's right. what they think they would do. So
1: They think they would. Yeah. And we say it like it's super easy. Like, oh, dude, just move away. Like, come on. What? Like, right. oh, yeah. Like, that's simple. <laughs> like, Thank you. My whole life is this. Exactly. So then all of a sudden, this becomes part of my whole life. How do I just walk away so easily from my whole life?
0: Exactly. And, and the statistics are like it takes six to eight times for somebody mm-hmm. to truly leave an abusive situation before they you know it, it takes it takes 6 to 8 times before they truly leave right and um, that's like
1: on average and to think then there's people that probably stay longer right this is like oh my lord like how or, do we help
0: or don't make it out at all you know right. that's their entire life and you know, um, I'm part of several different um, domestic violence groups on Facebook and there's posts every single day of women who are like, I just left and I have $40 to my name and I don't have enough gas mm-hmm. to get to my sister's house or get to wherever I need to go. And that's like exactly, you know, that that's part of everything that like, they're probably going to go back to their abuser because they don't have any money. They don't have the financial stability or anything.
1: Right. How do you survive? All
0: plays, yeah, it all plays part of it. And I think that people just don't, don't understand that. And so there's, you're always
1: asking
0: those questions. Moving a little bit to a different (laughs) part of this, you clearly have the Unleash You swag on, and I just wanted to kind of get into that, um, that conference a little bit. Hey, (laughs) Um, and uh, because Zach and I were um, looking through the lineup from last year, from, I think it was in September, right?
1: Uh, November. November. Yep. Same thing, right? it was like, months. Yeah. All the same. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um and there were a, a lot of people on there that we recognized, and that's amazing nice. and awesome that you're able to, you know, find these, you know, get these people to come and, and talk. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about the conferences and how it got started, you know, where it is now, what you what your plans are for it. Um, you already have these big name people speaking, you know, where are you gonna go next?
1: Right. Uh literally after the event uh and like doing anything else there was ups and downs of the roller coaster of doing an event uh we never did an event that size so uh it, it was some new territory and some nerves but after the event I literally sat back and go how do you top that like how are we gonna top this like we did we we were above our pay grade the first one like how <laughs> now we have to be above above our pay grade for the second one like I don't understand. Right. So it's like trying to and last uh the past one we planned it for like five months six months like this one we're already planning yeah just because i'm like yo if we got to be better like we gotta start like how are we gonna be better how are you gonna how are we gonna make more impact right so uh, I've done a really good job of not answering any question you've asked me so far. So I apologize for that. But um, I, anytime you ask a question, I feel like I'm that like rogue uh, guest on a show that's just like, cool, but I'm just going to talk about this now, whatever. Uh, so, it's
0: all been great content, so sit, I'm good sit, with it. Sitting
1: back editing this, you're going to be like, this jerk, like, what is he doing? <laughs> like, we're not even going to put this on. Like, this dude's lost, right? Like, But I'm going to try to stay on topic for this one. I'm going to really try. It's okay. <laughs> the so Unleave You Now conference came to be very weird. So um I a guy contact I go I go around and speak, right? So uh someone contacts me, they're like, This was a couple years ago, they're like, Mike Faber, we want you, right? First I know you don't know me because you called me Mike, right? My mom would kill you. <laughs> right. It's Michael. Anyway, uh I really don't care. I've been called worse, but uh my mom cares. Um so uh they're like, We saw you. And we loved it so much. We want you to be one of our keynotes at our event coming up. And I'm like, yes, right? Like, I'm <laughs> making it. I've arrived, right? And I'm like, dude, this feels so good. Like, I didn't, no one else had to do it. It was just right through me. Like, it wasn't like someone got a hold of someone that got a hold of someone that got a hold of me, right? And I'm like, they said my name. They said they want me. They said the keynote. They said they're going to set everything up. Like, I've arrived, right? So, uh, emailing back and forth back and forth uh find out how long a keynote is for them like what what position would they want me during their conference how many days it was do you have a table things that need. are people selling from stage right like i hate selling from stage just so we're aware yeah. like uh that i feel like that's like uh in a religious term like the altar like the podium right like you don't don't sell from that exactly. because that if i'm a good enough speaker here i go off on some standard. Uh If if I'm a good enough speaker, at the end, you're gonna want to work with me. Like you're gonna want to know more about me. You're gonna want to know more what I'm about. You want to be part of Unleash You Now. Like you're gonna want to do that. Yep. If I'm good at what I do, if I if I master my craft, I don't have to be like get your credit cards out, get behind me, walk to the back of the room, right? Like I saw you do that once. I was just like, this is disgusting, <laughs> right? Like uh, like and has got not for me. Yeah. Um. And because I believe that spot is special for just giving value, giving impact, like right? making impact, like right? giving people, they bought the ticket to sit there. That's their charge for you on the stage. Not now that you spend a couple hundred dollars on that and plane tickets and a hotel now give me a couple more thousand. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Like that. I feel like that's real shit. So I try not to do that. And, um, and they're like, you can sell from stage, but you don't have to. I'm like, all right, cool. Cause I'm not a big sell from stage guy normally don't like doing that uh normally if if we have to sell from the stage I, I still won't do it like someone in our team will walk up and be like all right guys listen this is what we do and then and then it's a horrible ratio closing rate because no one knows who that dude is talking right and i just got done they're like who's this jerk yeah they're just trying to sell something he didn't even say anything right so um doing it all weeks and weeks of contact and then they're like we'll send you over your your contract and i'm like yes right? Like, it's here, baby. We did it, right? Like, I'm high-fiving everybody in the office. I'm like, yes, 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 right? You get the contract, and I'm so confused because it's like, it, it keeps saying uh, $7,500, but it's saying I pay them, not they pay me. But the whole way it was, the whole way I thought they were paying me right so i'm
0: I'm not laughing at you (laughs) no that's hilarious
1: it is it's like everybody like people in the office were crying laughing because i was like i think they messed up the contract they're saying i have to send them a check right like why would i send them a check for what they pay me right like and i'm still dumbfounded like i don't even get it right like i'm still like i think they just messed it up guys like everybody else is laughing like you stupid you got swindled right like and i'm like what like no seriously
0: it's like the the scam where it's like if you send me $1,500 I'll send you a million
1: yeah 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 dude I'm gonna send you a money order for 2,500 even though I'm only supposed to pay 500 but cash that money order and then send 2,000 to this other guy that i was supposed to send it to and I'm like all right someone tried to get me with that one I was like nah this doesn't sound right man (laughs) Like, nah, you just send him that money I don't send him that one
0: right Right?
1: so I'm just taking it out of the check just send it to them Right, but uh, so I said I literally sent them an email. I'm like, "Hey, I think the contract's wrong. You have me as a vendor or something because it says I have to pay. I think I think you sent me the vendor one, not the speaker one." They're like, "No, no, 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 no. Speakers, you you pay to be on stage. And then if you want, to, like I said, if you want to sell, you can make your money back." I'm like, "What? Like now, like that pride factor kicked in too." I'm like, "This mother had me <laughs> type all this shit like weeks. I've been talking to this dude about." speaking like i had to impress his board if i'm giving you money why do i have to talk to your board like right you just just want my money like why do i have to do an interview process like jesus what is my money not real like (laughs) the interview process is this are you sending me monopoly money no cool do it right like so uh, i'm like oh my god right so i'm like you know what it would all in all to get the team down there get the rooms right eat pay for the stage it would be like 10 grand. Here comes another dumb moment for me, right? We could put on our own event for 10 grand. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? That was another stupid moment for me. Oh, Eight guys. later. <laughs> yeah, we'll hold, we'll hold our own event for 10 grand. So, and that's kind of where Unleash You Now, the conference started. Because we did some uh, transformational days that uh, we still do. Where we do like one day transformational events. Or one day like uh, Know Your Business event. Like, things of that nature. We have a group called Know Your Business. Uh, we do some transformational stuff through there of getting a better understanding of your own business and how to make money through it. Um, and Actually, more important, how to find fulfillment in it. Um, but so we're like, so then we're like, hold on. Like, are we being real? Like, are we really going to try to do this event? So then the team's running with it. They're like, "No, this is genius, Mike." Right? right? Like, and anytime you say that, I'm like, "This is stupid," right? Like, anytime, like we're not seeing all the angles on this one because and genius and me don't go together. So uh, I'm like, "Guys, I don't know." All right, here's the deal. There's one dude I'm like infatuated with, right? Like, if I could have his babies, I would. Right? That would be weird for your show. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome. And uh, like, he's my man crush every day, right? And, uh, and it's not me, which is uh, surprising. I'm not so vain, but it's Trent Shelton, right? I absolutely love Trent Shelton. And why? Because his story and my story are very similar. Both been affected by suicide or impacted by suicide. Both wanted after that to impact lives and try to stop that from happening, let people know they're not alone. And I've been following Trent, like when he was making ugly videos, I mean, like I, I still make ugly videos, but I was following him back when he was making ugly videos, right? Like you're just in a room, like a window with shades behind you, right? Like, like not, 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 like not even any wall art, like nothing, right? Like not even, it's just a flat wall. You don't even have that. Like you're, you're sitting there in a bedroom, right? Yeah. There's like animals moving behind you, right? Like, like it's, a, it, it's, you're, you're just starting and you're making ugly videos and that's fine. As part of the process, that's how you learn and grow but I've been following them from them. So I was like, all right, we get Trent Shelton, I'll do it. Right. That's the deal. Get Trent. We'll do it. So everybody's reaching out to Trent. Everybody's reaching out to Trent. And I, I don't know how much, you know, in the speaker world, it's hard as hell to get a speaker to respond to you. Yeah. Right. I'm sure you have it with podcasts. And when you're trying to like, when you're like, Hey, I really like what you're about. You want to be a guest? And it's less like ghost. Like you can respond with, I don't have time. Like you can respond. Right. Like I'm, I'm starting to get offended when we were trying, when we were talking to speakers, I'm like, yo, like, do they not even know me? Like, why would they not respond? Look at this beard. Like, look at my teeth. You should respond to me. I look crazy. Like, right. Like I look like I'll do something stupid. Like you should respond at least like I'm getting mad. All right. So I'm, uh, so everybody's like, Mike, I know you think, all right, Trent's not responding. So we're not going to do it. Reach out to Trent and tell him your story and why, and what he means to you by what he did. So I'm like, all right, cool, like, whatever, last-ditch effort, send this message out, no lie, literally, like, 20 minutes after I send the email, Trent responds, right, and he's like, all right, we can, we'll, we'll we'll do this, right, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, this is amazing, we'll do this, I'm like, what's your rate, right, like, what do you get paid, he says his rate, I'm like, no, 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 (laughs) right, like, I'm sorry, brother, like, I'll be broke, like, like, I love you, but I, it's, we wouldn't even be able to rent a place. Like, yeah. We would just be in the yard doing it. Right? Like, <laughs> You're so, one and only speaker uh, <laughs> in your <yeah. the> backyard. <laughs> yeah, like all those little fake little tents up like we're at like some yard sale thing. And like everybody gonna need the tent in case it's bad weather. Right? Like, <laughs> and uh, so, and uh, I'll give Chen credit. He really worked with me. Uh, he's an amazing dude. He's real. He's really real. Uh, and I could tell so many stories. I know this isn't like a love Trent Shelton show, uh, Trent, but um, but no longer, he worked with me. Then he came. Then we talked before, uh, I went on stage right before him, which was horrible, right? Um, I was sandwiched in between like some of the best speakers. And I was just like, dude, this is so stupid. Like I should have been before that really horrible guy. Like <laughs> like the third, like one of the, one of the earlier speakers, like I should have been before him or after him. Like I would have looked great. Like now I'm gonna look like shit. Like you guys are putting me in between like mega stars. Like what the hell? Like no one's gonna no one's gonna like my vibe right now. Right? So uh, so I go on right before him. But before I went on, me and him talked. And this dude, uh, there's different packages speakers offer. So like there's Q and A packages, right? There's meet and greet packages, all this stuff. And and one of the things we did with Trent was we were like we worked it down to make it where it was just you know give us your good 45. Right? Give us your keynote. Yeah. And talking to him before, he was like, hey, man, uh, I'll do a Q&A after. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, I'll do a Q&A. I'm like, wow, that's really cool, man. Thank you. Like, I appreciate that, bro. Like, there's a lot of, I don't want to bash the speaking business, but there's a lot of speakers in there that are somewhat fraudulent, right? Yeah. Like, they're about the money, right? right? They're not about impact, not about caring about people. Like, they're like, pay me and I care, right? right? And uh, and Trent was the farthest thing from that. He's, he's as real as his message. Then after he did Q&A, he's like, dude, I really like the vibe. Like, I really think it's cool. You guys are going out, right? Like, I'll go out with you guys. All right, and then I have, like, pictures of us sitting at a restaurant table just hanging out after. Like, he was just like, like, we were cool. Like, he knew who I was. He did make a huge mistake, though. He texted me uh, wondering where the, the – where, uh, he didn't know where the ride was for his air, for the airport. And I was just like, bro, you just made the biggest mistake ever. I have your cell number now. <laughs> like, I'm sending a Merry Christmas text and, like, Happy New Year text. and like, <laughs> right? Like, now we're boys. Like, yeah, we're homies now. Like, we're yeah. blood brothers. Like, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're love brothers. You not like, messed don't
0: up, A-Rod. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: they right. Like, you don't know what you just did. Like, uh, But so then creating this event, like, then Trent says yes. Everything's worked out. Signs the contract. And then we're having the event, right? So then it was, you know, what kind of impact do we want to make? What kind of different, and we want to have, a, so we believe in the six areas of focus, right? For the foundation of mindset, right? And and then I, w- I wanted a speaker or two from each section of that mindset. So then you have a strong foundation when you leave of actual things in every area to implement and, and knowledge to apply to your life uh, in all those areas. So you leave with a great foundation because Uh, I'm sure you guys go to some conferences, right? And you ever go to a conference and you're like, dude, I'm so inspired, right? Like I'm going to do some crazy shit right now because I'm so inspired, right? And then you go and you're doing better and you do some great things, but then it kind of falls off because the conference didn't build your foundation. They built an area of it. And I didn't want that to happen with us. So, uh, and one of the greatest things that keeps, uh, that I'm lucky enough to keep have happening is people from the conference messaging us saying like, listen, I've been on a roll since your thing and like everything's getting better and everything's moving forward. And I don't feel like stopping. Like this is the first time I've had that after a conference for this amount of time. And I'm just like, hell yeah, because that was really one of our areas of focus. And then more and more people kept saying they wanted to be part of it and that people were reaching out saying they wanted to speak at it. And not just like, not me, you know, nine years ago with a video from my bathroom talking about how important it is to be you, right? Like it's like people that I thought were too good for me, right? Like were sending me like, hey, I'm interested in speaking at your gig. I have that date. If, if that's available, uh, we could talk about doing it. And I'm just like, like, oh my God, like, yes. Like, just make sure we send them was, a
0: contract so they pay you.
1: <laughs> they're right. Uh, literally, no one paid to be on stage at our place. Um, <laughs> and uh, I, I said that in our welcoming thing because we have a group for the speakers, right? So we can kind of keep in touch with them easier. And I said, just so you know, no one's paying to be on stage here. I'm not trying to take advantage of people trying to live their dream. All right. Um, so uh, you could tell I'm a little bitter. Um, <laughs> all right? But uh, and it just kept things just kept falling into place. People just kept and really I, I keep saying lucky. Uh, I feel lucky that the team worked their ass off for it. I have an amazing like you said something earlier, which I didn't answer about taking a, take, like going from uh operator to owner right and and how hard that was for me because i somewhat like to control some things right and uh and so it was extremely hard but i have such an amazing team that they made it easy right like they made it where it's like now i feel like i was holding it back because they're like no now we're doing this 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 now we're making this from this and i'm like jesus like (laughs) Great, like cool, like what do you think? I'm like, sounds good, man. Like I have no idea what you're talking about, right? Like I thought this was my business, and yeah, so now it's your business. Like <laughs> you're just giving me a percent, I guess, right? Like, um, but, uh, and it, it was they worked their ass off at the event, backstage, front stage, making sure everybody had got what they needed. That there was no complaints. That there was no issues. I literally we had one issue, and it was the one person trying to sell from stage, and that was our only issue uh because he forgot a wire and then he had to use a different remote and then his remote the battery died so he couldn't switch slides. and uh he kept saying this is some bullshit. like where's Rand?" it i've been speaking for seven years and he kept telling me how much he knew uh less brown and i was just like no one cares man like that's really cool but yeah. like right now these guys just want your impact like how are you what value you're giving to them right like they don't care who your friend list is right? Like." There was a, uh, I was speaking in Atlanta once and a guy did that. He was, he just, his whole thing was just pictures of him with famous people. And he was like, You wanna you be able to do that? Pay me. And he walks <laughs> off stage. And I was like, Is anybody really gonna do this? Like, he's just got pictures. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, You're I don't right? want pictures. Okay. <laughs> right? One time they asked me, They're like, Hey, do you want a picture of Tony Robbins? I'm like, Eh, ah. like, I'm all right. They're like, No, come on, he's backstage. I'm like, Really? Hell yeah. I'm like, They're like, Yeah. I'm like, Awesome. They're like, 1500, you get the picture. I'm like, no, like, and I really hate the idea too. like when you when you see someone and, and some people did this at the conference, which really uh, pushed my buttons. But when you try to take a picture with someone and pass it off as like, you're, you're like, dude, I was hanging out with my boy yesterday. Right. Like Russell Bronson. And uh, right? like, what? What? Your boy? Like, it, cool if you are. But let's not paint a picture that's not real. Right. Because and that's what that social media does where people paint pictures that aren't real. Uh, For like two years, I called myself the real entrepreneur. And I would just talk about the struggles I was having as an entrepreneur, right? Like finding good, finding people that are like-minded, mission-driven, right? Like that are for the purpose rather than just for the pay, right? Because I used to think I could get people to work with me if I just pay them better. Right. But do you want that person?
0: If you or anyone you know has been victimized by domestic violence, please reach out to us for resources and ways our organization can help you. You can find us on social media at 2thrivingatl, T-O-thriving-A-T-L, or online at
1: 2thriving.org.